Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. The clock's running down. The team's losing ground to the opposing defense. The young quarterback waits for the snap when suddenly it all starts to make sense. He's got all okay. We're, uh, we're all staying at home, you know. Doing what we do, yeah. Slowly losing our minds in quarantine. Yeah, sorry, you can tell it in the intro. The voices for feeling the fatigue. <laughs> you know, it, I. It is remarkable how exhausting doing nothing is. Yeah, Max could tell us. I mean, that, that's a topic for a different time. But being fun employed in the time of. Uh, Oh my god! Uh, in the time of Corona, F- fun employment be... in the time of Corona. It's the title of my novel. How did you know? <laughs> I, um, I hope you've been doing I'm more active than ever, um, but that might be courtesy of this guy that we can talk about another time as well. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I feel I'm great. I'm definitely exercising more than normal, which is good. It keeps you sane. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that that's. <laughs> That's a really good point to make here because um, one thing I've noticed a lot in as there have been some trends, some micro trends, maybe some bigger than that trends uh, during this this coronavirus. And and one thing I've noticed is people are picking up on a I guess you'd call it a hobby that that I've I've done. Pierce for a is while. a little sour. Yeah, a little sour. <laughs> um, other people are doing. You the, just got to let people the do what they're going to do. Yeah, so so people have been making bread, which is which is fine. That's that's good. Um, I've been doing it for a while now. Um, you don't say. <laughs> one thing that that I have noticed and kind of perplexed me, and I sent a text to our group about it, is is that um, a lot of people have been naming their sourdough starters, which is a living organism. It's true. It's it's flour and water mixed with the bacteria in your apartment's air. Lovely stuff. Um, or wherever you live, uh, and they've been giving it names. And it seems, I guess, a thing that, that people do, but it, it perplexes me, just like you do it with your cars, or some people have plants now. And maybe, Max, it's a thing uh, people do for sanity, but I was hoping we could talk about it this week because it, it kind of drives me up the wall a little bit because it's not something I've ever done or really understand at all. Um you know, I think starting off, you you have a car that you really care about, do you not? Uh, yeah, I have a car. Yeah, does, does your car have a name? Um, I mean, it's it has a model and a and a year. That's that's and, not the type of name I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, she has. has a name. It, she she has. She you have you have bestowed a gender upon your car, which oh, is a topic for a different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sort of. Um, we could get into that. I um, I've never really been into like naming cars or anything like that. But I want to mm-hmm. say someone named my old car, and so I sort of gave gave this one a, a name. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's something. It, I think it's 
it's something you value and not saying you didn't value your previous car, but, but this is something that you have a, a connection to. Is, is that correct? This particular car? Yeah, sure. I love her. <laughs> Sorry. That one was on purpose. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> Sean, you gave a deep sigh about this. I think you are, are maybe as perplexed as I am. Well, so I, I will say this. I, I will, I will say this one thing in Max's defense which is that um, the naming of uh, the, the mode of transportation is a longstanding tradition. Uh, we don't, you know, the U.S. Navy doesn't call all of its uh, ships, you know, the USS boat. Uh, they all have names. Uh, and that's something that has been going on, you know, since well before... Uh, some year when some guy sailed an ocean that was some color uh, in three boats uh, that I believe all had names. Um, yeah. And so that, that I, I, will, I will grant, though I, I think I personally detest the naming of the cars, I will grant that Max is merely following a centuries-old tradition. And so I, I, can't, I can't fault him for... Uh, not adhering to my own personal preference. However, yeah. the naming of the sourdough starter is, uh, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's got to stop. Yeah. It needs uh, to stop right now. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I'll, Kevin, you actually, I think put a, put a web of this together. You started pointing out the different things. And, and I think I am a little, I, I am, not just perplexed, but but kind of apoplectic about all of this. But uh, you know, you you pointed out as something you wanted to discuss. What strikes you about it, Kevin? This this occurrence. Well, for for cars, I, I think one thing that for me that kind of introduced it was um, with my when I first met my fiance. She asked me what my car's name was, and I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> like it was an expected thing. Um, its so, name is Car. Yeah, but I, I just think it, you can kind of see it in a wide range of different things. You have cars, you have sourdough starter, which you, as you said, is a living thing. But then another living thing is plants, and it just it seems I, I don't know why. Uh, but I feel like people don't name all plants. Like I've seen people with big potted plants name those plants but when they have like i have an orchid on my kitchen island and i don't really think that's something that people give names to so funny i'm just kind of confused funny you should mention that because over the uh two and a half years or so that i've known emily she has owned uh, a series of orchids purchased from the charlottesville farmer's market uh all of which had names all of which were named after towns in florida so oh, um, that makes sense i can tell you i can tell you right now uh that people don't name their orchids is not a viable rule of thumb or at the very least so, she is the exception that proves it but i think there's a difference uh, well so I, I think part of what's going on here is that um these these things these houseplants and sourdough starters and things are 
are living organisms, but on top of that, they require some level of attention and care on your part that makes you feel yes. like you are raising, like it's a surrogate pet, it's a surrogate child, you know, it's something that that you are responsible for, and sometimes people don't feel quite so responsible for things if they don't feel some sort of uh, deep, meaningful connection to it. And so the fact that my sourdough starter helps me make bread that I can eat and stay alive apparently isn't a meaningful enough connection, so you got to name it, like, fucking yeah. Brad or something. Um, yeah, and... and- and I think that that's, that's really important there is, is at, at base there is a relationship. And I think it is a very human thing to be like, oh, well, I have relationships with other humans, so I need to make this a human in some way. And it's not even just the naming it, I think. It is you ascribe, in naming it, you ascribe a, a, a personality. And, and I think that the vehicle thing, we, you know, just to go back on that real quick, it makes a lot of sense to me because that relationship is really truth be told, a life or death thing. You get into a vehicle, we've talked about it before, the most dangerous thing you can do is, is you know, convey a vehicle in some way or be in it, a ship, you know, going on, un, uh, you know, unknown seas since eons and eons ago. That is a very hit or miss thing. And so giving it a personality, you know, maybe granting it some luck makes a lot of sense. But yeah, the plants and the starters, that seems strange, but I, I definitely think it's, uh, you know, we are building that relationship and we almost feel weird as humans not giving something a name when we are conversing with it in, in some way. Yeah, I think with with Max, when he, like you said, he didn't really name cars before, but when you got your newer car, it was kind of a special car. It wasn't just a car that got you to work. Is that right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. The car had more meaning than just getting from A to B. I think, yeah. I think the personality thing is interesting. The starter thing, so the only thing I could think of seeing all these people making sourdough, because all the people are making sourdough. I don't even have a tweeter, and I can tell. Um, But it doesn't seem like a new thing to give sourdough starters a personality. It reminded me immediately of Kitchen Confidential, which is Anthony Bourdain's book that was published in 2000. So that's 20 years old. And correct me, I believe um, someone else can, can... Helpful in the gap, but the, the, there's a sourdough starter in that book that has a personality. Am I right? I I, I seem to recall that. I, I know. I, I think you mentioned that, and I I did not remember it. I, I think I breezed past it. But also, I think 2000 it's, and really before that was a very different time than than now. There isn't a way to share that. But the, but the idea of of you know, it is a mother in some ways. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was called in the book, but yeah, he just it, calls it the bitch. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think feed the bitch. Yeah, and and I think that that is consistent with with what uh, what I've seen other people name their starters. Uh, There's a a bread company in Florida, Clearwater, Florida, that that born and bred um, that I follow on Instagram, and they call their starter mother or whatever, and that makes a lot of sense. But when you start calling it you know bread pit or or whatever not to give buzz marketing to these these stupid names people are calling it that is that is different and that feels somewhat performative but even even if you call it mother or or something of that sort it's still ascribing personality and and i think uh amplifying that relationship that you have which in some ways I, i don't think is necessarily a bad thing 
Also, Kevin, you brought up, I, I think, or we've kind of mentioned here, pets. And I think the difference between pets and something like a plant or a car is a pet does have a personality. Honestly, even a goldfish has does something. Like, it is reactive. These other things, the starter, yes, I know it's reactive, but it's not It's not really reactive in the same way that, that a, a sentient being is. Um, so I think those are different because there is a personality. We're not just ascribing it. It is something usually that if you call their name, they will respond to it. Your starter is not going to respond when you call it, insert bad name here. Yeah, I mean, pets beyond anything else, like you said, they respond to it. That's how they react. That's how they know you're talking to them. Yeah. So you have a goldfish I, that responded to names? No, but you can tap on, next on the week's glass. Episode. <laughs> I've never had I've never had yeah. a fish, honestly. So yeah, maybe I don't they know how they work. They're not very responsive. But but that point stands. Just because we're not exactly equipped to decode animals' expressions super well doesn't mean that they don't express themselves. And a sourdough starter sure. can't express itself other than through helping you make bread. Um, I, I would say two things. One, uh, do we need to take a pause and have a little mini intervention for Pierce for following bread companies on Instagram? I say yes. Oh, they have a they have a great they have a great story. It's it's a woman owned business, and, and they started as a little uh, stand at a farmers market, and now they have a rather large storefront, and people line up outside. And they've been very positive in these difficult times, getting people the things they need, and they make lovely bread. Okay, so definitely yes, uh, and then also too <laughs> uh, to return to the Anthony Bourdain point. Um, I would say there's another complicating factor there, which is that, you know, if you're in a restaurant, if you're working in a restaurant or you're working in a bakery, um, there's a certain extent to which those things are your life. And so I think vocation. Yeah, that that's fine. But that that is, um, you know, that I think is is a level of relationship that people don't really have with their houseplants or that you don't have with your sourdough starter if you make a couple loaves of bread a month so like there is i mean you know i joked about this has to stop right now but like you know there are, are people that are you know i would say that there are people who have uh kind of chosen a life that revolves around something like a sourdough starter. And that person, like, I, I don't really have a problem. I mean, I have a problem with you calling it bread pit. Um, I, I, I do. <laughs> I have a very deep-seated philosophical problem with that uh, because I think pun names are largely quite stupid. But, uh, you know, but for that person, like, for the born and bred people, I don't really take issue with them naming their sourdough stars. I take issue with people who are clearly dabbling in houseplants. You know, yeah. naming their naming their succulent. You, in some ways, if you do that, I think that you are flaunting that you are able to give so much time to a hobby and not just your vocation. And especially succulents. Because if you buy a succulent, as I did, you are making... A very proactive choice 
to uh, to adorn your home with the plant that requires the literal bare minimum of attention to survive. So guess what? Yeah. If you've got a little you know a little aloe plant, you have no relationship with it. If you water it once every six weeks, it's not named Karen. It just isn't. I revoke it. I revoke your plant's name. Yes, I, I think that maybe people do do it to take monotonous tasks and make them more exciting in some way. Like, Pierce, you, you started a... You don't a, have to do those tasks. Right, but, but Pierce, you started a, quite the, uh, the garden last year. Yeah. And you're, you're telling me you didn't... Tending to all these plants every day and making sure they had care while you were gone. Like, you didn't ascribe any name to them or anything no because the relationship with them the challenge is on me the challenge is for me to care for these things that they produce what i have in mind in a lot of cases i fail but it is a relationship with myself because they are my responsibilities caring for the starter is my responsibility it's a relationship with me caring for your car is a responsibility with you except for the instances where it involves your insurance company in which case it might have been the other person's fault it might have been your fault but it is ultimately a responsibility of yourself. I don't give myself like a nickname, um, and, and maybe that's being extreme and reactionary. But ultimately, these are you're 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 almost the when folks name things. I think that they're they're like creating this alter ego. So it's like, oh, you know, a weird name was not responsive to my care. Shame on them. It's like, no, take responsibility for yeah. your actions. Yeah. Karen didn't not get enough water. It, Karen didn't forget to go fill up her glass before bed. You didn't water her. Yeah. Do, yes, do you think? Well, how much of it do you think is driven by social media? Like, do you think that people name their plants just so they can post about their plants by name? And do you think, like, if social media wasn't a thing, do you think this would be as abundant as it is i know no one's in saint peter's square right now but yes the pope is still catholic (laughs) yeah bears do shit in the woods howdy dude he's got a wooden dick the whole the whole deal yeah i mean i i think that's a i think it's a really good point you know we're 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 operating in the era of the personal brand um and just you know people feeling the need to commodify everything in their life to a certain extent. And it's just, you know, so I, I think it would be, I think it would be hard to argue that that's not a big part of this. Yeah. And everyone, as we've discussed before, everyone has a side hustle or hobbies they want to highlight. And what better way to do it than to brand it, you know, to put a name on it. Um, now, now here's the thing. I will defend it, and I, I'm being very critical of this practice, but it, it occurred to me that I will defend it because, in one way because I think it is very basic to humans and we pick up on it early. Um, this idea of giving a personality to a thing that we have a relationship with um, and you know, it, care if we even give it is, is really our responsibility. At some point in a lot of very young people's lives, they receive a stuffed animal of some sort and they develop a connection, and they give it a name. And you are not old enough to count, but you have named a thing that you have a relationship with. Some people also have imaginary friends, but I think the the um, stuffed animal is a really, I, I think, is where this starts. If someone has a stuffed animal, and they give it a name, and they ascribe a personality to it, it's something they interact with and have a relationship. So I think in some ways that this is just kind of the natural outgrowth 
from from this. Yeah, but the people have conversations with stuffed animals. They don't have conversations with plants. That's where you're wrong. And also, we do that with children as practice for building relationships with people. Like, that's okay when you're four, but not when you're 27. And and I agree with you. I think it's not still okay, but I think it comes from things like that, which is you – you you give you give names and you give personalities to things that are not actually humans and can't respond to those names but i think it starts very early this this idea that we give a personality to a thing because if we're going to interact with the thing if we're practicing the things that we interact with and have a relationship with have to have a personality and sometimes we have to give it that yeah i mean i, I also think there's a certain extent in this to which I'm just rebelling against Emily trying very hard to get me to name my succulent uh, and, and me <laughs> refusing to do so. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm imagining that this is not going to wind up being her favorite episode of the podcast ever. Yeah. You should do what um, Bridget and I do where every time we get a new plant, we put it in the house and we immediately name it. And then we forget the name and never use it again. And the names are always, like, normal names, like Fred or Gus or Hank. And that's it. I don't know any of the plants' names, Those but are I think all they were all named when we brought them home. Those are all normal names for people, dogs, or teacup pigs. Not plants, though. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really know, I don't know into, any of the plants' names. I don't really but... want to get into what is a normal name because that's a, that's a road that no one is served well by going down. Maple, maple, and willow and oak are names of trees. Oh, willow is the name of my Animal Crossing town. Oh no! Oh, what have we done? We've created yeah, well, a monster. Well, you know, and and speaking of of sociopaths, I think that 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 is ultimately why we give names to things because on the one hand. If you interact with you interact with people and they need to have personalities or things need to have personalities so that and that's what makes it easy because they they also have that and you're able to respond to things and people who don't you might label them a sociopath and so we want to do this to to plants and animals because we have this release uh, or the plants really and and starters and cars because we're having this relationship but at the same time if we are having relationships with plants and cars and starters maybe we're the sociopaths so it's really it's really a catch-22 in some instances yeah yeah i think so i mean and also just like generally we're probably all sociopaths is a decent rule of thumb like yeah you know at least a little bit right yes i don't think that they are actually clinical terms so we're totally allowed to use them with without, sure. without uh worry I've got, i can go grab the dsm off of my bookshelf and tell you there, there's a, there's a scene there's a scene from uh 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 sherlock where bennett cumberbatch's character sherlock explains to the 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 stupid police officer the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath i don't know if it's real but i really appreciate the clip because it's uh, uh delivered very deftly yeah i mean i did you know i i did I reached a point today where I got my media law on while watching an episode of SVU Emily. And when a, a detective told someone that uh, a victim had been raped and murdered the previous night, I said, uh, he actually shouldn't be saying that murder is a, a legal definition of a crime. She was raped and killed. So I'm definitely a sociopath. Uh, so 
This you is know. why you shouldn't watch SVU, I think, is the more important part, because you start picking up on things like that. Or, or watch it, just don't watch, like, 40 episodes in three weeks. Sure. The other thing here, and, and I do, this would be the last thing I do want to give credence to, is people are stuck inside, and your relationships are probably narrowed in a lot of ways and and maybe you cannot interact with in the same way that you can other things so people's time with their pets i think becomes very important i think their relationships with these these plants something that they can see react even though it's not to a name but in the way they care for it as well as their starters becomes very important because they don't have that being to be in contact that that you normally have so i will pause and and say that given these desperate times um, people will seek out companionship in whatever way possible. Yes. I, I've, you know... Anyway. But once you're past that, stop that shit. None of that. None of that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've come out of the box super hot on this tonight, but, you know, I, ultimately, if you're going to name your sourdough starter or your house plant, like, that's, that's fine. Do what you want. I just don't want you to introduce me. I don't want you to introduce me to yourself. Or post about it on social I media. I think that's really what this all has stemmed from, is I, I don't want to be introduced to a, a jar of flour and water paste. So, you know, I, you know I, I, I'm, I'm willing to be the asshole on this one. So uh, maybe, maybe that's where we should call it quits uh, and move on to Pierce is sorry. So uh, what are you apologizing for today? So one thing that I have noticed and is, was pointed out to me uh, by my, my roommate some time ago is that I often describe food um, uh, So this is fine <laughs> which, which works out very nicely for them. Um, We'll wait just a second I okay. wonder if he's named his fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyways, um, one thing that was pointed out by, by my roommate uh, er, early on is is that I, for food, I I will describe um, food as tasty, which is something people do, but I do it far, far too often. I have started to notice it, um, and I'm aware of this. But one thing I've noticed lately is is not just that I use the word tasty. That's okay. I, I you know that happens. What I'm sorry about this week is Stockholm syndrome has set in, and now my roommate also uses that word. And when I asked about the use of the word tasty, they said that they had not realized that they started using the word. So I feel like I have held a hostage, and now they are speaking in my language. And for that, I am sorry. I have actually already apologized for this. But it is truly a Stockholm syndrome situation, I think. Dear God, uh, yeah. Well, you know, and you—that's so funny because you are a person with very hard opinions about overused words. Uh, yes, your your uh, well, you we, your you notable your notable campaign against the word "interesting" comes mm-hmm. to mind. Um, but yeah. Well, it's like saying it's like saying something is good. How does this taste? It tastes good, right? Well, instead of that, I say tasty, which is in some ways worse. How does it taste? It tastes taste like that's essentially what I've said. Sure, I mean even like a descriptive, even a seemingly descriptive word like flavorful. What is the flavor? I don't know. Um, okay, 
as as we continue to monitor the fire situation in Max's apartment, uh, we yeah. will move on as we do uh, and close with a big idea from pop culture. Uh, and I have two uh, this week. One is something that I mentioned uh, in the latest edition of the Linkstravaganza, which is on our website, www.prettyokpod.com. Uh, and that is that uh, Adam Schlesinger died uh, of the coronavirus. And that name may be familiar to people for a variety of different reasons. Uh, you may be uh, Tom Hanks head and you and know him primarily from writing kind of the uh, title song to the movie That Thing You Do. Uh, you may be a big crazy ex-girlfriend fan. Uh, and know him as one of the musical minds behind that show, uh, which is a big deal because it is a show that relies very heavily on uh, original songs. Uh, But I knew him primarily as uh, the bass player and one of the primary songwriters of the band Fountains of Wayne. And uh, since he died... I've been doing that thing that people do when, uh, you know, when an artist of some form or fashion passes away, which is that I've been spending much more time with their work than I ever did when they were alive. And one of the things that I'm realizing is that I'm, I'm really, I'm really bummed out that, uh, that he's gone because as I've listened to more Fountains of Wayne than the I don't know four or five songs that I knew existed you know six months ago um, I'm realizing that in a lot of ways I missed out on what I think probably would have been one of my favorite bands Um, the songs are just great They're, they're little stories they have characters in them you know, they're, they're people, they're mostly kind of mundane stories of people's lives. But, you know, they're, they're people that are going through everyday shit and having problems and trying to work through them. And, you know, uh, I guess the music is probably best described as like a power pop. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, I, I realize a lot of similarity to an artist that we've talked about before uh, beach slang whose reputation is uh, kind of summed up a lot in the word earnest and beach slang's form of earnest is to be uh, a man in his uh, certainly late 30s maybe early 40s who uh, refuses to live as though he is one day older than 17 uh, and deeply believes in the transformative power of big, loud rock music. Um, and I think, in a lot of ways, Fountains of Wayne is at its best is like what happens when that guy grows up a few more years and says, okay, you know what? I can turn down the volume. I don't need to crank the distortion all the time. You know, I can still... You know, I can still tell stories about the things that matter to me. Um, 
and, and tell them in ways that hopefully other people will be able to relate to. But it doesn't have to be. Ernest doesn't have to try so hard. And that's something that I really, I really love. Um, the the song All Kinds of Time has been referenced a lot in the obituaries and, and sort of remembrance pieces that have been written about him all over the internet. Uh, and I had never heard it. And it's fucking perfect. It's really, it is wonderful. It's, you know, lyrically speaking, it's kind of cheesy. It's about a high school quarterback. Um, but it just, when you listen to it, none, that part doesn't matter. Uh, because it just, you know, it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to. So uh, if you are looking for something new, or new to you at least, to get into during the quarantine, uh, maybe check out Fountains of Wayne's music. Uh, you know, I, I think you might, you might just find something you really like. Uh, and the second and most important big idea this week is that we got through an entire discussion of naming things that probably shouldn't have names uh, without mentioning another Tom Hanks movie. Obviously, I'm talking about Wilson the Volleyball. I'm very proud of us for not going there. So just, you know, shouts to all four of us. We did a great job there. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was thinking <laughs> it was going to be Philadelphia, but I just watched that movie and that's not the same. I don't no. think anything is named in there. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, okay, so that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to our podcast feed on your app and device of choice. You can get, uh, if you do that, you get every episode. Uh, it'll pop right onto your device every week without you having to go look for it. Uh, fire alarms and all. Uh, thank you to everyone who subscribes already. Please do us one more favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.